When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. TDN Fantasy. The TDN Fantasy Podcast. Podcast With your host Paige Demakos, Jamie Eisner, and Jake Arians. Welcome into the TDN Fantasy Podcast. Paige Demakos, Jake Arians, Jamie Eisner. And Friday's podcast, today's podcast, is brought to you by MyBookie.ag. Jamie, we're really excited to have them as a sponsor. We really are. We've had them for a few weeks now. Hopefully, you've been putting in your bets each week on our locks of the week. Or if you were on the fence, maybe Jake and I agreed with you on what the spread was going to be and you felt confident. But continue to go to MyBookie.ag using promo code DRAFTNETWORK. Remember, they're going to match uh, what you've put in on your first deposit. And it's a free play. You use it. You win money. You have access to that money. I have done it myself. I can attest to it from a personal standpoint that that is true. Uh, not all of these websites do that. Some of them make you jump through hoops to get the money that you win with your free play. My bookie does not do that. And look, there are a lot of really interesting games this week. And I think Jake and I, we've been a lot hotter lately with our picks and we're expected to continue it. So make sure you're going to mybookie.ag using the promo code draft network and Hey, you know what? You don't, you're not sure what you want to bet. Use that free play money right away where you're not actually using your own money yet and you can still get real winnings with it. So my bookie AG draft network is the promo code. Yeah. And you got college football action, obviously to get in on uh, tonight and tomorrow morning. There's plenty of, plenty of sports. You got NBA action. You got uh, hockey, hockey yep. action. There's plenty of stuff. The only thing that's over is the world series, but everything else is in action and you can get in on that using promo code draft network. First game we're going to get in on the mybookie.ag lines here. Jacksonville plus two and a half against the Houston Texans at home. Uh, Houston going on the road, obviously, to play Jacksonville. London, so, London, actually. Oh, yeah, this is a London game. This is an early game. Okay, 10.30 a.m. Eastern time. Jake, what do you see happening here? Because sometimes when you go to London, weird stuff happens. Usually when you go to London, weird stuff happens. You know, I went back and forth, and uh, I like what the Jaguars are doing. They're running it. Minshew's been playing solid. He's had a couple turnovers, but he's making touchdown throws. He's extending plays. Uh, I, I like what they're doing with this defense. I mean, they don't seem to be missing Jalen Ramsey a ton. I'm going to go with the Jags 27-24 in London to get a big in-division win. The Texans are, have been making it happen, but they're just – that defense is not playing that good, and Deshaun Watson just has to do too much. I'm really looking forward to what New Hopkins does without Jalen Ramsey on the field because that's been one of the best battles to watch for the last four or five years. But I, I just I like what the Jaguars are doing right now. Uh, I do as well. I'm going to pick the Jags to win and cover in this game. Houston's really banged up. They're banged up in the secondary. They're banged up along the offensive line, and those are two areas that were already weaknesses for this team even when they're completely healthy. Uh, I expect Deshaun Watson to have a pretty big week. Uh, as do New Hopkins as well. And fantasy, again, not having to deal with Jalen Ramsey should help. I have both of them ranked number one at their respective positions. But they're going to have a hard time getting off the field. I think Gardner Minshew's an interesting play this week. He's my QB 13. Uh, Fournette's a top six running back. DJ Chark and, uh, is a must start. D.D. Westbrook, if he plays, kind of keep an eye on him. Uh, I think he could be a top 30 play. And if you're really desperate, uh, Chris Conley could be really interesting, especially if D.D. does not play. He's someone that could have a big week and maybe catch a touchdown for the third straight week. But 
Yeah, I, I just I think this Texans team is okay. Uh, I don't think they're great, and I think the Jaguars. And this is a neutral field, and maybe there's going to be a little bit of weather in this game's possibility. Uh, I like the Jags a lot better to control. It's as true a home game as anybody's going to get in London. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a it's a uh, JJ Watt obviously out for the season yeah. that impacts the defense and just that that team in totality. The thing here is Deshaun Watson elevates this team so much, but he covers for a lot of holes on this team with his play and, and everything that he's done. So that's one I, good eye. Yeah, and his yeah, and his one good eye as he as he made a spectacular play last weekend. Uh, the Tennessee Titans next game going on the road to play the Carolina Panthers. The Carolina Panthers are three and a half point favorites here, guys. Carolina had a horrendous appearance last week on the road in San Francisco. Kyle Allen, uh, after not throwing any picks through three picks in that game, I think fumbled twice. It, it was a, it was a maybe comeback to reality or more so the San Francisco 49ers at home have really been putting it on nearly every single quarterback that they've played uh, with the exception of Kyler Murray last night had a pretty decent game against that uh, minus one big throw. They had 116 yeah. yards passing to that one pass. But, yeah, they've been putting it on everybody. Look, I mean, the Panthers went out west and laid an egg last week. They've been really good before that. Their defense is top five. Kyle Allen hadn't turned it over. Some of the turnovers were, were bad, but some of them were, okay, we're already getting our, we're getting our doors blown off. Let's just try to make some stuff happen. He held it a little bit longer than he has been. I think they bounced back at home and get it done. I got 27-23, so I got them covering by half a point. I watched Tennessee last week and was not impressed at all. Uh, I don't think they're going to run it very well. I don't think Derrick Henry has a big day. I think Tannehill will be okay. Carolina's doing okay. I think McCaffrey has another big day. Yeah, I agree with Jake on this one again here. Uh, I think that the Panthers should have a big bounce back here. I just, the Titans just don't scare me. Like they, they, they don't do enough offensively to keep themselves in some of these games. No, that defense is not as good as I thought it was watching it live. No, I mean it, it's fine, but it's not it's not the world beaters they were the last last year in particular. Uh, you know, of the Titans wide receivers, I still think if you're looking for a dart throw in a flex spot or in a two flex league, I think Corey Davis and AJ Brown are worth looking at for another week. Particularly AJ Brown. Uh, funny enough, the Panthers are the worst team in the NFL against number two wide receivers in the league this year in terms of yards allowed. It's a very straight. It's a very interesting stat. So I wouldn't give up on the AJ Brown train. I know a lot of people liked him last week. Yes, I do. You go touchdown at the end, but only has two catches. Uh, but I, I might throw him back in there again this week. Jonu Smith is, is a strong. He looked good. Yeah. We talked about that last week, or, and we redid that that game on Monday. They moved him all over the place. I, I like that play. Yeah, and look, he's he's not the DFS value he was the last couple of weeks. Uh, they've kind of adjusted his price, but so somebody that's a top eight tight end going into the week. You you start McCaffrey every week. More in Samuel, they're flex plays. Like they they might have big games at some point, but you never know where. Uh, I don't expect anything special from them. Greg Olson is only if you're a desperate play at this point. He's not he's not being used as much in this offense as he was in prior years. There there's no line on this game, guys. This is Kansas City and and Minnesota playing each other. So I want to talk to you guys about about that game. There's no line to go over. So let's just go who's going to win this football game, right? Because there's no line to to go back and forth on and two good teams. If you the thought process here was if we had for sure Patrick Mahomes playing in this football game, it would be very exciting. We don't know what is what is going to happen yet there uh at the quarterback position. Jake, what do you see happening um in that matchup? as of right now, where it sits, which is we don't know. Yeah, I mean, normally I'd give Kansas City a big home field advantage. They've already lost two at Arrowhead this year with Mahomes. 
I think he'll probably play, but he's not going to be 100%. And if he's not as mobile as he normally is, that's not going to be good for the, for the Chiefs playing this defense. Minnesota's healthier than Kansas City. Kansas City's got some other uh, offensive injuries, offensive linemen that are still out. I think Minnesota gets it done. I think they got to score 30 to do it because Kansas City puts up a decent amount of points. But I'll go 30 to 23. I think Minnesota wins by a touchdown. Yeah, my, my guess is if Matt Moore starts this game, the Vikings will be somewhere around five-and-a-half-point favorites, uh, I, I would guess, somewhere in that range. Uh, but I, I think the Vikings win this regardless because the Mahomes that might be on the field in this game is going to be – 40% of the player that we normally would expect to be out there. I don't think he should be out there. But it is going to be weird looking at a Chiefs team that might lose its fourth home game of the season already, and yeah. we're only in the first week of November. Uh, so that could be a really scary situation for them, except the fact that the division sucks and they're probably going to win it at 9-7. and seven. Uh, As far as this week goes, I, I went back and forth on Kirk Cousins. He's my QB 11. I just don't know if they're going to have to throw it that much in this game in order to have success, if, especially if Matt Moore is playing. Dalvin Cook's my number one overall running back this week. I think he feasts. I'm iffy on Madison only because they really need to be blowing out opponents for him to get significant touches. And I don't know if they're going to blow out Kansas City. Yeah. So I don't know if he's going to get as that much play. Thielen and Diggs are starters for you. Both, you know, Thielen looks like he's going to play. Both have to start for you. Again, I caution how much they might actually have to throw in this game. They probably have to throw a little bit more if Mahomes is going to play, at least the threat that he's going to play. But we'll see. Kansas City side of things, you know who you're starting. There are two players you start every week. It's Tyree Kill and Travis Kelsey. Everybody else, I think, is a set this week. Yeah, it's it's tough. Yeah, I would to agree with that. Yeah, it's tough. To, that that who else you're playing depends on matchups. Maybe depends on who you have in a bye week. Right? There's we're approaching those points where there are quite a few teams that are on bye weeks. You might be forced to play some of them. But especially if Mahomes isn't out there, you almost saw a lift for Travis Kelsey. He played really well last week. He had he he's been kind of. 50% of himself. I saw a lot of people tweeting last night about George Kittle and whether or not he's the best tight end in the NFL now that Travis Kelsey, I don't want to say, has taken a significant step back, but he's taken a bit of a step back in what we've used to seen from him in years past in a fantasy. Kittle is run after the catch, that's for sure. That dude is a freaking beast after he gets the ball in his hands. What he did to Buda Baker last night, who had like 15 tackles and was everywhere, was just gnarly yeah. on that touchdown. Yeah, Buda Baker had an unbelievable night on a quick note. He was but the play that we're talking about where George Kittle destroys two Arizona Cardinals players, and I mean destroys, like Mac trucks them as he's running uh, after the catch. It was a very impressive run. Uh, okay, the Chicago Bears going on the road to play the Philadelphia Eagles. The Philadelphia Eagles are four-and-a-half-point favorites here. Deshaun Jackson back, guys, in this game, uh, or looking like it. That's the big headline there. They've dealt with a lot of injuries, specifically uh, players in their offense. So if they can continue to get healthy, uh, that's what this team needs to, to, con- to compete in the NFC and to compete in, in their division. Jake, what do you see happening here? You know, I don't think it's a good matchup for the Bears. I've got the Eagles 30-23. to 23. I mean, how you beat the Eagles, you throw it on them. I mean, if the, if the Bears can establish that, the Eagles have been really good against the run all, all year until last week. They gave up a bunch to Dallas. If David Montgomery can get going like he did last week, they could play action on that secondary. They have a chance to hang in there. But I just don't have any faith in that offense. And they're, they're not doing a lot. Their defense is out there too much. And I think with Deshaun Jackson back, it makes that big of a difference for the Eagles. I, I think they win by a touchdown. I think they cover that. Uh, I do as well. The, the line surprised me a little bit. Uh, it opened up at five. I think it's overreaction uh, to Chicago a little bit. I agree with you. but Yeah, this should have been maybe three and a half. 
but I, I mean, I still think the Eagles cover. I just like think the line is a little bit disrespectful. Uh, but the Eagles are starting to get healthy. Deshaun Jackson is back. Um, I believe that we're going to also see Avante Maddox back, which should help again, not that he's a world beater, but it should help in the slot against Anthony Miller. I don't expect a big Anthony Miller game uh, here. On the Bears side of things, I mean, you're starting Allen Robinson every single week. He's a borderline, you know, wide receiver one almost this week. I'm at 13th overall at the position. You know, Cohen and Montgomery are both flex plays. It's tough to run on the Eagles. It really is. Yeah. So I, I just – I don't expect Montgomery to get 20-plus carries in this game. Eagles side of things, uh, again, it's not easy to run on the Bears either. I mean, Howard has the best chance of getting in the end zone. They're going to use Sanders a little bit in the passing game, but I think both those guys are flexes this week. Uh, Alshon Jeffries is a sit for me. Uh, look, if you have Urch, you're playing him. You're hoping at some point there's some regression there, considering he has, he's, I think, either number one or number two in the league in tight end targets, but it's just not performing very well. Um, Goddard might be an interesting play if you're desperate. The Bears have been great against tight ends the last two years, but not so much so far this year. Yeah, this year has been a struggle. So we'll kind of see how they do in that format. But I don't know. This this game to me has very little fantasy value. Yeah, there, you could see it could be an I kind of anticipated being an uh, yeah, I'm not excited with T.Y. Hilton's injury, which we'll talk about. I got to play David Montgomery in a flex this week in one of my leagues. I'm not excited about it. Yeah, you better, yeah, you better hope for what you got uh, last oh, week. Oh, I'll be ecstatic if I get half of what I got last week. <laughs> the New York Jets going on the road to play the Miami Dolphins. Uh, the New York Jets are a three-and-a-half-point favorite on the road here. Uh, <laughs> this is a this is a game where I look at it and I go, eh. Right, this division in general, these two teams in general, a lot of heat on Adam Gase right now. A lot of heat on this team from what we've seen, and as as we've talked about on this podcast before, Sam Darnold on the road is bad. Uh, does that continue even against this bad Miami Dolphins team, Jake? Yeah, I, th- I think enough, but I think they get enough to get it done. I mean, I can't imagine. I mean, the Jets with their full complement of weapons, if Herndon is back and playing. That offense should be better. When they got Crowder, Robbie Anderson, Le'Veon Bell, Herndon, Sam Darnold, even though they're on the road, they got enough to get it done. I mean, this Miami team continues to play hard. Give Brian Flores credit because whoever they've got, they're going out there, they're playing really hard. But they are so up against it talent-wise. I just, I mean, you know Greg Williams is going to blitz like crazy. I got 31-27, so I'm, I'm a half a point above the line again. I don't love it. Uh, I think it's ugly. There'll be some turnovers both ways, but I think the Jets get it done. I think the Dolphins win in coverage. Nice. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, I'm going bold here. I, I don't like the thing. I don't like what I've seen from this Jets team that seems to be imploding from within. Uh, Sam Darnold has been a terrible road quarterback uh, going forward. Now, again, the Dolphins defense is terrible too, so this is a, the stoppable force and the movable object fighting each other here. But uh, but I, a lot of people are playing Darnold this week or considering Darnold. I, I don't have him there. He's my QB 19. I don't care about the matchup. He's been terrible on the road. This has nothing to do with the seeing ghosts or any of the other stuff. It's just, it's been, this would, this would have been the same if that never happened. Uh, he's been really bad on the road. I have Le'Veon ranked as a top 10 running back. Cause I feel like I have to, like, this is the last week. Like if he doesn't eat in this matchup, it ain't happening. Yeah. Uh, we should also talk about him letting, uh, telling the world what teams were trying to trade for him, and he says his agent told him the Steelers were one of them, which is very interesting. Yeah, we need, we don't uh, need to talk about any stuff coming out of New York, man. Like, I love Jamal Adams, but dude, stop. Yeah, it, it's If you don't think there, a general manager is going to take a call, it's his damn job. Take the call. Tell me what you're going to offer. I could say no. And don't think for a damn second Bill Belichick wouldn't listen if somebody called and said, hey, I'm going to trade for Tom Brady. 
Oh, what do you, you want to throw out five first round picks? Let's talk. I'll listen. I'm sure somebody, I'm sure somebody called them during that whole like Jimmy G, Tom Brady, yeah. stuff a couple years. Crazy as that, that whole thing was just absurd. Uh, look, Anderson Crowder to me are Fleck plays the best. They're, they're, I don't think Chris Herndon's going to play. Uh, I do think Ryan Griffin's interesting to start a tight end though. If Herndon doesn't play, they seem they don't seem very optimistic that he will be. I think he's a top ten play. Uh, if you're super super desperate. Uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick. He's my QB 21. I mean, you have to be like in a two QB league for this, but uh, I wrote about him today for full-time fantasy, how, you know, his last nine quarters haven't been terrible. Uh, this Jets defense is nothing to write home about. So if you're super desperate and somebody's already picked up some of the other hot pickups this week, he might be a play for you. Uh, I'm curious to see how the backfield goes. I'm probably not playing Walton or Balage, but I kind of want to keep an eye on how it works. You know, Parker, Preston Williams, again, if you're desperate, but yeah, I don't see a lot of fantasy value in this game, but I do think the Dolphins get their first win finally. Uh, that would be interesting. Uh, I don't know how it fits in the timeline of the fans who are all about tanking. I don't tonight. know, but that would be a dumpster fire in New York to go watch. Uh, oh, man. <laughs> it, will, it will be fun to see uh, those matchups. We also have uh, what will be called the Toilet Bowl in Week 17 where Cincinnati goes on the road to play the Miami Dolphins. Uh, the tankathon will continue for both of those teams. We'll see if Miami can, can pull off a victory. All right, the Indianapolis Colts going on the road to play the Pittsburgh Steelers. This is a game as a pick Um, James Conner not playing in this game. T.Y. Hilton out for a couple of weeks. As Jake has discussed, T.Y. is one of the just absolute toughest guys in the NFL. So you know it's it's a pretty big deal that he's going to be missing a couple of weeks and has a huge impact on Jacoby Brissett in that offense. But a pick in this game uh, between Indianapolis and Pittsburgh in at Heinz Field. Uh, Jake, what do you see happening here in Pittsburgh? I'm going to give you the same Colts analysis I've given you for damn near three years, other than their quarterback's different now. Their front seven is stingy. They stop the run pretty well. They run it themselves pretty well. They play action. I think they are significantly better than the Steelers. I got them winning 28-23. Uh, pick them seems odd to me. I mean, that, that seems easy. So if, if I was a gambling man, this is one I would definitely look at. Even without T.Y., they roll the coverage to T.Y., but he hasn't been putting up huge numbers. I mean, he puts up – he's been catching a touchdown to save his fantasy year, but he hasn't been putting up crazy numbers like I thought he would this year. I think they can be okay without him. Uh, I think Ebron probably picks up some slack there, but I think they're just better. Yeah, I, I like the Colts to win this game too. Uh, they were originally, when I wrote this down yesterday, they were one-and-a-half-point favorites before the T.Y. news. But to me, the Steelers being without Connor is a bigger deal than the Colts being without Hilton because they're also without Benny Snell. So uh, you're dealing with Jalen Samuels and, like, I don't I don't know, who is the, who the fourth back is in Pittsburgh, but it's not going to really matter all that much. Uh, look, the Steelers, they're still not good right now. Like, Mason yeah. Rudolph did enough in that game to win, but it was enough against the Dolphins. Yeah, uh, it wasn't, I, it, and it wasn't an impressive victory by any means. No. I mean, I know they took off at the end, but towards the beginning, you were a little worried that uh, Pittsburgh might not even get a victory against the Miami Dolphins. Yeah, I mean, I'm not excited to play a lot of guys in this game. Like, you're playing Marlon Mack. He's my running back 14. You know, Paris Campbell's going to get a little bit more play, but I, I don't think you're playing any Colt wide receiver. Maybe Ebron, in this case, moves up into the top 10-ish tight ends just because he's going to be looked at a lot. And on the other side, I mean, I play Jalen Samuels. I think he's going to be in that flex territory for you, maybe probably RB2 territory. Just he's going to get a ton of volume. You don't even need him to be that efficient with it. I have Juju at my wide receiver, 18, you know, Deontay Johnson at 49. Like, it just, this is, again, there are a lot of the games this week where there's just not a lot of fancy value to be had. Yeah, not a lot of fancy value to be had. All right, the Detroit Lions going on the road to play the Oakland Raiders. The Raiders are two point favorites in, in this game in the afternoon. 
Uh, I, I looked at this and I, I said, eh, I kind of feel like Detroit, I, I think this might be one of those ones where the team that's uh, an underdog on the road can, can go in and get a victory. Jake, what do you think is going to happen here? Yeah, I'm kind of shocked to hear that line. Uh, I mean, the Raiders have been solid everywhere but their secondary, and Matthew Stafford's been hot. I think he eats, has a big day. I think Jacobs has a solid day. I think Waller probably has a solid day again. But I think the Lions get it done. I'll say it's close, but I think it finishes closer than it really is. I'll go 31-27 Lions. Yeah, I think I think the Lions win and cover here too. And it's it's a bad matchup for the Raiders. Matthew Stafford, like Jake said, has been on fire. They're going to throw this ball a ton. I think Amendola's is a fun play this week in a flex spot. You're obviously playing Jones and Galladay every week. Uh, I'm, again, extremely curious to see how the running back situation plays out. Uh, I expect more run for Ty Johnson this game. I expect a little bit more from J.D. McKissick. Uh, I'm not playing or even rostering Trey Carson. I know he was a guy that people were picking up. I, I don't buy that uh, at all. On the Raiders' side, look, Jacobs is going to get his. He's my RB11 this week. Darren Waller <laughs> is a, a every single week without considering. He's tight end three for me. Um, Tyrell Williams has to be in your lineup as a wide receiver too because he's going to catch exactly three passes in the touchdown. Just, that's the rules. I don't make them up. They're just Those are the rules. Uh, and if you're desperate, I don't think Derek Carr is the worst play in the world. He's my QB 15. So if you're in a spot where maybe some of those top guys are out or you're considering him or like Sam Darnold, I would go with Derek Carr. Okay. You're, you're saying go with Derek Carr? I like Carr, man. High completion percentage. Their play action game has been phenomenal because Jacobs have run it so well. I mean, he's been solid. And we're not sure if Darius Slay is going to play. So, I mean, that, that's a factor. That's a huge factor. Keep an eye on that on Sunday morning uh, and, and up until that news. All right, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers going on the road to play the Seattle Seahawks. The Seahawks are five-and-a-half-point favorites at home. Uh, not the same home uh, team that we've seen in the past, Jamie. Uh, Seattle not as impressive at home. And uh, the head coach for Tampa Bay has had a little bit of luck going on the road to Seattle years prior uh, when they had much better teams uh, than they do right now. What do you think happens in this one? I have Seattle covering, but I don't feel great about it. I went back and forth. I think this is going to be a shootout. And I wrote about this on Full-Time Fantasy and how, you know, the, the Buccaneers are the seventh most pass attempt in the NFL this year. You're not going to be able to run on them. So I think Seattle is going to be forced to throw the ball more than they would normally be predisposed to do. And it's going to create an interesting scenario where both teams are kind of chucking it. Uh, Wilson's my QB2 this week. Winston's my QB8. I think they're both really strong plays this week. Uh, you know, from a running back standpoint, you're playing Chris Carson. Just don't expect a big week. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, he has a decent chance of getting in the end zone at least. But don't expect a monster week from him because nobody has monster weeks running against Tampa Bay. Uh, on the t- on the Buccaneers side, obviously Godwin and Edwards are both top ten plays. Uh, Seattle secondary is nothing special. Uh, Lockett's also a top ten play. Metcalf, he's my wide receiver 26, could be an interesting play. He's a pretty reasonable DFS price. You hope he gets in the end zone again here. If you're looking for a really, really deep sleeper, like you're in a 20-team lead or something, Dario Gumbawale is – you might not realize that while we've been fighting about Ronald Jones and Peyton Barber, that the Buccaneers' snaps leader in the backfield since week three is Gumbawale. And if this is going to be a shootout, he's going to be on the field a lot and has a decent chance to catch three, four, five passes and maybe even get in the end. First of all, phenomenal job with his name. I've been trying that all year, and I'm still not about to attempt it on the air. Uh, <laughs> The the rumor is that Ronald Jones is going to have a bigger piece of this game as a running back, and also they want to get him more involved in the passing game on third down, but he still keeps missing blitz pickups, is why he's probably not their overall running back. And that's why Dari is playing so much. And they're in the shotgun a ton. When they're in two-minute, they're in the shotgun, or they're throwing it a ton, Dari's in the game. 
and he has outsnapped him. He's been really solid. So that's a great point. I mean, that's uh, that's a guy to look at if this is that kind of game. Definitely something to pay attention to. Especially with all the bye weeks, right? Like there's yeah. a lot of bye weeks. There's a lot of players that you're used to uh, starting in, in, in flex positions, and he's probably available in quite a few. Yeah, I mean, he's available. Yeah, ton of leagues, and look, he's my RB fifty for the week. I'm not. I'm not suggesting that in most leagues you're starting him. I'm just saying if you are desperate in super deep leagues with multiple yeah. flex spots, that's somebody that I think is snuck into my top fifty running backs this week. Yeah, you're in a sixteen or fourteen team league with two flex spots. He's probably starting for you this week in a, in a flex position. All right, the Cleveland Browns going on the road to play the Denver Broncos. Cleveland Browns are are four-point favorites on the road here. The big news, obviously, uh, this week was watching Baker Mayfield walk out of a press conference after uh, getting a, a question asked to him by a reporter in Cleveland. Not the best look, right? Not the best look if you are a, if you're a Cleveland Browns fan, um, if you're a, a member of that team. It uh, looks like from the outside, the optics are that Baker doesn't know how to handle this situation, right? He knows how to handle when he's winning and, and talking shit to everybody, but he doesn't know how to handle this. And it, it's not great from an optic standpoint um, in Cleveland and Denver, although Flacco is going to IR and that, you know, this team isn't a great football team, still a tough place to play. And Cleveland hasn't looked good ever, right? They have, they have, they haven't really put it together in any of their games so far. Jake, what do you see happening in this one? Sooner or later, the paper Cleveland Browns, at least defensively, have to show up. I think they do enough to get this done on defense. I'm going to go 28-20 Browns to cover this, but I don't feel great. And no, it's not a good look with Baker. Like Apparently, there's nobody there that can tell him to shut up. I get that, and I love the chip on the shoulder, the things that make Baker Baker. But sooner or later, you got to mature. you got to learn. you got to realize you're the face of the franchise. You're the leadership in the locker room. You're the one guy that can't keep doing this and it's not a good look and it definitely permeates through that entire organization not in a good way and apparently Freddie Kitchens can't get out of control or whoever else is in that building they got serious issues in Cleveland but I think they got enough to get this done because so do the Broncos yeah, look, I, I'm particularly sensitive to these types of issues as someone that's covered players in locker rooms and knowing that part of my job is I'm required to ask those types of questions and and have the and, and players have to answer them. Look, the reality is, is again, as we continue to say, we're all Team Baker. We yeah. all have been this, this entire time. I, I like the personality. But this is the other side of the coin. When things aren't always going well for you, the true test of character is how do you act when not everything is going your way? Uh, I still think he has a bright future. I still think he has a really good chance to turn things around, even if it's not this season. But you got to be able to understand that your brand, the reason why you're making all these money from commercials, the reason why you have one of the highest selling jerseys in the league, the reason why you're the so-called face of the franchise was because of your antics and because of the things that you said and because of your talent. Well, when things are going bad, you have to handle all the good on the reverse side. And that's part of what being not just a quarterback in the league, but that's part of being the personality that you became. This is this is the other side of the coin. You get all the good stuff, but you also get a lot of the crap when you deserve it. And right now, he absolutely deserves it. Yeah, you got to be a leader, right? That's you, you're you want you want all the fame and you want all the publicity and you want everything when it's going good. You got to realize when they flip the coin, you got to get all the other stuff as well. Absolutely, and, and that's how it goes. Yeah, and part of being a franchise quarterback and being a leader is taking it on the chin, even when it's not your fault. He didn't play. He didn't play great. And offensive line's been god awful. But to go ahead and stand there and take the bullets for your team and your teammates and your coaches and the organization. You're the guy. Take one on the chin. 
You don't have to fight back all the time because you're not going to win that. No, you're not. Uh, as far as this game goes, I don't feel great about it, but this is going to be probably my most shaky one of these of the year, but this is going to be my mybookie.ag lock of the week. Okay. It's the Browns to cover three and a half. Um, I have no idea what to expect from Brandon Allen. Uh, I just I, I don't think there's they're going to be able to real no Denver's a tough place to play but I don't think they're going to be able to put up points here. I think both running backs have a decent day because I think they're going to have a lot of volume to work with because I think I mean even if they get down early they're not gonna, this team's not going to throw the ball forty times with Brandon Allen are you? No, you would assume uh, is, not. Is Fangio going to do that? Like I, I can't possibly see them doing that. So I think there's going to be some volume play there as those guys as you know mid to low end RB twos. Uh, Cortland Sutton's my wide receiver 20. I want to put him higher, but I just – I got to see how what, – what the fit is with this new quarterback. Um, you know, Nick Chubb's going to have an awesome game. I have Beckham down on my wide receiver 16. Uh, I have Landry at wide receiver 35. Like, this is another one of those games where there's going to be some fantasy value for somebody on the Browns, but I just don't know if we're going to be able to predict who it's going to be. Besides Chubb, obviously. Okay. I think Von Miller has a huge day if that matters. I mean, it's not a fantasy thing other than the Broncos defense, which you're not going to play most likely. But- all the ranking people say it's a good matchup, but somebody's going to eat on that defense. I mean, Von Miller's going to get home with the way this offensive line's been playing, but I don't. I, just, I don't think it's enough to hold them down. I just think the talent disparity is just too great in this game. This yeah, game. yeah, it's exactly. Have to be able to win this game. The, pa- the paper Browns have to show up. That's kind of how I was, I was saying. I mean, they just their defense alone has to be able to carry them in this when their offense will score enough. If they don't win this game, it's going to be cata- – it's already bordering catastrophic. It will be It will be very, very bad in Cleveland if they cannot go on the road and, and get this victory. All right, next game we're going to talk about the Washington Redskins going on the road to play the Buffalo Bills. The Buffalo Bills are nine-and-a-half-point favorites at home. The big headline here is Dwayne Haskins getting the start. In this game, a big headline, if you want to call it, uh, we'll we'll see, right? We we've seen Haskins in in multiple games now. What we've seen hasn't been great. Um, this Buffalo team has been uh, we call I called them frauds on the last uh, on the last podcast, but they're playing a bad football team. They're a much better coached football team. They're at home, and I just anticipate that this will be an ugly football game. Jake, what do you think happens here? Yeah, I originally wrote down 24-20 until the news that Haskins was going to play. He has been awful when he's been in games. He does not look prepared. His body language we've talked about is terrible. I did also call the Bills frauds, and I read a study that they were the worst 5-1 and team in the history of the NFL, according to the next-gen stats of who they played and all this kind of stuff that went into it, which was really interesting. They played basically the same schedule as the Patriots so far, uh, which is nobody. And that continues. Uh, so I'm going to bump that to 27-10. I think they will cover because I think Haskins is going to have a really, really, really long day. Yeah, he's he's just looked terrible so far. And again, sometimes these guys come out and surprise you for a quarter or so. But I can't imagine, especially going on the road into Buffalo against a, a pretty a decent defense. They're not an elite defense, but they're a pretty good defense. By the way, they're my number two defense this week. Um, really, really well coached defense. Yes, and I'm really excited to play them in fantasy this week. I think the Bills win and cover – um, I don't have either one of the Redskins running backs in my top 30. Uh, I don't think they're worth looking at this week. I'm going to bump uh, Terry McLaren down, actually, outside of my top 30 wide receivers. I was kind of holding out hope that Keenan might play in this game. Uh, does not seem to have, at least early on, the connection with Haskins. Because connect- the only connection Haskins has is with the ground uh, so far. Or the other team. He's thrown like six picks. Uh, Josh Allen, QB 10 this week. Again, the Redskins defense is nothing special. Uh, Josh Norman has really been nothing special. Uh, Devin Singletary and Frank Gore flexes at best, like their mid-level flexes. I don't love either one. 
I think uh, Smokey Brown has a decent game. He's in my top 20 wide receivers. Cole Beasley, it's an interesting option in a deep league. He's at wide receiver 45, but uh, I, I just uh, – it's just it's really bad for the Redskins right now. It's really bad. They should have lost that game to Miami. Like, the Redskins might actually be the worst team in football right now. I think now, they are the worst – yeah, I think they are the worst team in football. Miami's at least shown flashes of quarters where they've actually looked like a, a competent football team. I don't think I've seen one quarter of good – I just feel bad for Case Keenum because I think he's kind of getting a raw deal in, in this whole in this whole situation. Uh, I've always been, I've always been a little fan of uh, of Case Keenum and enjoyed uh, enjoyed him as a. They played a good first half of the first game against Philly, and he played really good. Yeah, but it's it's been rough to to watch that whole that whole thing go down. Uh, it doesn't seem like it's going to get better anytime soon, but we shall see. All right, the next game we're going to talk about here: the Green Bay Packers going on the road to play the LA Chargers. What will not feel like a road game because it will be all Green Bay Packer fans inside that L.A. excuse of a football stadium that they're using right now. The Packers are a four-point favorite on the road. They really look like they have things rolling right now. Jake, what do you see happening here? Uh, I wrote down 31-28 not knowing what the line was, but it's really only because I think when you go to a backup quarterback who's competent or you fire your offensive coordinator, you tend to get a one week bump of whatever it is for whatever reason. But I don't know that you're going to get that. Ken Wisenhunt's pretty damn good at his job. I don't really know what, what happened there. Um, if I, I, I'd have to change that and just go, I don't know, 31-26 that the Packers cover that. I have no faith in the Bolts doing anything, and the Pack have been rolling. That offense looks like it's really coming together. Devonta Adams is practicing. looks like he might play. Maybe Melvin Gordon and Eckler have decent days because you can run it on the Packers, but I don't know how much they're going to change their game plan to be able to put up that many points. Yeah, I think this is going to be a close game. This was a tough one to pick. I, I leaned the Packers covering here. Cause I just like the guys that they can have. Like Rodgers is my QB three. He should have a big week. Uh, Aaron Jones cracked my top five running backs. Jamal Williams is a, I think is an every week starter as an RB two or a flex going forward. They're using both backs pretty much as their number two passing option in that was offense. I think Devontae Adams is playing this week, and if he does, he is a top five wide receiver for sure. Stick him right back into your lineup. Um, on the other side, I agree with Jake. You can run on the Packers. I have both Eckler and Gordon as top twenty running backs this week. I think they're both plays. You know, you're starting Keenan Allen every week. You know, Mike Williams is the flex at best in, in spots. But uh, I think it's going to be a really close game, actually. I do, I do think this is going to be a one-possession game late. But right now, if I have to trust one team to win a game in the fourth quarter, it's not the Chargers the way they've been looking so far. No, and they will have a bunch of cheese heads in the, in the audience there, uh, in the stadium there, watching that football game. It will be a lot of Green Bay Packer fans. And I will hopefully see another Keenan Allen tweet afterwards where he's uh, complaining about how bad of a home field environment that is. It's just – it's honestly – it's embarrassing for the league. I hate watching it. It's, it's not good. It's not a good yeah, it's It's got awful. I went to a game there last year. It's – it's horrible. It's, it's horrible. Yeah. And I, they never, ever, ever should have moved that team over there. All right, the New England Patriots going on the road. This is a fun Sunday night football game. Uh, New England on the road at Baltimore. New England is a three-and-a-half-point favorite on the road against Baltimore. These two teams match up against each other, and, man, it's always, it's always a pretty good matchup. Uh, you got good coaching staffs, obviously some of the best on both sides. Uh, this We've talked about this Baltimore team and how – how they've been on exactly what we expected them to be, right, and, and, and R. Jackson. Uh, but New England, will they continue? Uh, will they go continue and make it 9-0, and uh, Jake, as they go to Baltimore, probably for their toughest test 
uh, thus far this season? Oh, definitely their toughest test. Uh, I mean, you go back and forth. A lot of people I've talked to think that the Ravens are going to get this done. But the more I dig into it, the more I analyze, the more I go, man, Belichick is the best ever at taking away what you do best. And that's the run game. I don't know that you can totally take away Lamar Jackson because he's faster than everybody on their front seven. And he can make stuff happen. But he's going to have to have a spectacular week, a lot like he did in Seattle, where he just made stuff happen by himself. And he ran it for almost as many yards as he threw it for. The problem is I think they're going to have to throw it to win it. And I don't know that they're going to be able to do that on this New England secondary. I don't know that New England's going to run it very well, but then you're going to lean on Tom Brady. I'm going to go with the Patriots 24-21. I don't guess, so I guess they don't cover in that three and a half. Uh, but I, I'm not – and I know Baltimore's defense and their coaching staff knows New England. I just – I don't have a lot of faith that Lamar Jackson can get it done again. I mean, it's talking about a historically great defense. Now, it's a tough test because they're so different. But – if you're telling me Lamar Jackson's going to throw it on uh, nobody's throwing it on this defense to beat him with Hollywood Brown is still not healthy. Uh, I, I don't have a lot of faith in that. That's what scares me. I'm going to take the Patriots to cover uh, slightly. I, think, I do think this is a, you know, somewhere between a four, like six point game. The concern I have is the same thing that Jake has when you, when the Baltimore Ravens do exactly one thing extremely well. If that is limited, I don't have enough confidence that they have enough pieces in the rest of their team to beat New England. Can they? If Lamar Jackson has to throw 35, 40 times, they're not going to beat New England. If they need to rely on their defense to make some grandiose stop late in the game, I don't think they're going to beat New England. I'm going to give Bill Belichick enough credit that he's getting. You're not going to stop Lamar Jackson, but that you can slow him down and keep it in a reasonable manner, and that will keep this to being a close game. Uh, I, the Ravens haven't been – I mean, they haven't – they've run the ball effectively with Lamar. They haven't always run the ball effectively with their backs, and I don't know if that's really going to change much in this game. Maybe it does. Again, Hollywood Brown being hurt. Like, they don't have a lot of other weapons. This is, this is to me, like, if the Ravens get down a couple scores in this game, I just don't know if they're going to have the horses to bring them back into it. Uh, I think it's going to be a really exciting game. I'm really looking forward to watching this. But I'm going to lean slightly toward the Patriots here. to keep. I'm going to change mine. I agree to Jamie. I'm going to go 24-20. So I got the Patriots covering by that half a point. I mean, the, the, the Ravens' defense has been okay. Their secondary is banged up. The Marcus Peters trade was big. But, I mean, look, the Patriots are going to have to lean on Tom Brady because I don't think they're going to run it great either. And I still feel pretty damn good about Tom Brady getting it done when you lean on him. Yeah, he's my QB6 this week, too. I, I, I'm expecting big things. I get you're playing Lamar. He's QB4. Yeah, like, you're playing course. both these guys. But uh, well, I think Lamar has a big, fun day. Yeah. I just don't think he throws it enough to win the game against that secondary and the blitzes. I mean, they've been going cover zero, blitzing from everywhere, and nobody can do anything because the, the man coverage has just been spectacular. Yeah, and this the most important point here is these these two teams when they've matched up in the past, Baltimore's defense was significantly better than what it is right now, right? Yeah, and they rush the passer a lot better than they do now. They don't get after the passer like they have in the past, which is what has always made this a really really good matchup against Tom Brady and and this offense. And they don't do that anymore, and that makes the dynamic of what we have seen in years past different this year. I do think it's an exciting football game. I'm very excited for Sunday Night Football. I'm hopefully get a very, very good primetime matchup between Harbaugh and Belichick that we've seen in the past, right? We've seen great matchups between these teams in the regular season and specifically in the postseason that have been very, very fun. The last thing I want to get to here, guys, uh, we've gone through all the slates of the games, but last night's game and Thursday Night Football game between the Arizona Cardinals and the San Francisco 49ers the Niners get it done, right? San, Arizona gets their way back into the game. They started off hot, kind of cooled off, came back late. 
Um, but the big thing here from a fantasy perspective is Kenyon Drake gets traded to this football team and in two, two days comes in and plays. His first play with the team was a 34-yard run. And, and I want to know whether or not you guys think that this is going to be something that will continue for this football team and for Kenyon Drake moving forward. Because from a fantasy perspective, he's been a big disappointment in Miami. And now on two days change on a new football team, he looked like a much better version of himself against, oh, by the way, a very, very good defense. Yeah, you can run it on San Francisco, though. They came out two tight ends. They hit him right in the mouth early, and he had that big run. I think it was kind of the perfect storm for Kenyon Drake to have a big night with Edmonds and David Johnson out. Uh, I'm not sure that's going to continue. I think he's going to be a big part of this offense moving forward, but he's going to at least have a work share with those guys when they come back. Um, Their offensive line still isn't great. They're still going to have to throw it a lot. Uh, I love their game plan. I love what they did with him. And it was kind of the perfect storm also with a simplified offense. It's not like they're super complicated in what they do. And he could go out there and say, well, hell, I've only been here for 72 hours. If I screw something up, I'm just going to go freewheel it and play on a new team. And he looked great. I mean, the talent's always been there. How he was used was always the question. I don't think he continues to have week, week after week like that when those other guys are healthy and back. Yeah, the biggest question is going to be how much of a timeshare is he and how many snaps he's going to get. He's still not above David Johnson and Chase Edmonds on the depth chart. So that's going to be something that he's going to get some work because they're going to run enough plays that you can give multiple backs work. But no, I mean, I think on most weeks you're going to look at him as a potential flex option hanging around like the RB 30 to 35 spot on in my rankings most weeks. Definitely somebody worth having on your team, but not somebody that I think is a guaranteed must-start going forward. Yeah, with David Johnson's injury history, if it's just him and Chase Edmonds, I, I like him as a flex play moving forward. Uh, and I said the other day when we talked about this, don't be surprised if he's the week one starter next year for this team at running back. But if all three are healthy, you can't help, but you're paying David Johnson a lot of money. He's going to get some carries and some catches. He's so good out of the backfield. They love Edmonds, and I'm sure they love Drake now, but you also got – uh, you know, a week of tape for people to watch how they used him. It can't help but come back. I think last night was best case scenario for what you're going to get from him with the, in Arizona. Yeah, going to have to pay attention to the what what happens from David Johnson's health, right? Chase Edmonds' health. This is all going to be something we pay attention to moving forward. And- I, I will say this, Paige, man. What a trade for Emmanuel Sanders. Yes. Yeah. I mean, you talk about plug and play. He's only been there like 10 days. Played two games, two touchdowns. Looked phenomenal last night. I still can't believe he's coming off an Achilles and still runs in cuts like that. Like, that was an awesome, awesome trade for them. That was a huge piece. And Garoppolo played his tail off last night. Yeah, last like, night was the first game of Jimmy G where I where I looked at him and I said, okay, all right. Now, it is against the Arizona Cardinals defense, right? So I, I don't say I put a clause next to it. But it was it was one of the games where the defense didn't play great, right? And they, they played okay. And he did have to make plays for this team to win. And in the in the past weeks, they've been blowing out every team, and their defense has made so many plays that he hasn't really had to do all that much. And he he made plays last night. He he was big in moments when they needed him to be. And Emmanuel Sanders looks like he has really good chemistry with Jimmy Garoppolo already, yeah. which is the best case scenario for the San Francisco 49ers. You know, it's funny. I would say their defense did play great. They gave up a touchdown the first drive, which was all game plan, which is fine. And then they went and played man. On that Andy Isabella 88-yard touchdown late, which they, which they don't do. And if you saw when they panned to Richard Sherman afterwards, he was pissed. Because that's not what they do. And they went, like, cover zero, blitz, man. And they got torched. For, and the game was not as close as the final score. 
No. Hitting an 88-yard freak touchdown like that, hell of a throw, hell of a catch, hell of a run after the catch. You caught him in the perfect defense, which they don't ever play, and you saw Sherman's frustration afterwards. But their defense had given up 116 yards passing at that point. Yeah, they, like just- they, they were playing great. They just got caught by Caden Drake a few times. But it was not as close as that final score. I mean, but look, the Cardinals are playing with some swag. They're playing with some intensity. They're kind of playing with nothing to lose. I, I mean – as a as a Bucks guy now and a former, I don't want to play them next week. They got ten days. I mean, they they're scary enough because they just they're so weird and different from what they do, and they're playing really hard. Yeah, listen, it, um, considering that that football team has what our expectations were with that Arizona Cardinals team, and in context of what we've seen from San Francisco thus far, they have nearly blown out every team they've played. And I mean blown out, like 25, 30-point blowouts against every team. So that's why last night in context, those chunk plays, they haven't happened against this defense. They haven't. No, they haven't, but you also have to look. I mean, even though there's been a trend this year, Thursday night road team of course, in the division, Halloween coming off a 51-13 beatdown of a good team. Like, there's a yeah. lot of things you can point to, and they were still really solid. They didn't run it as good as I thought they were. They would. But they put it on Garoppolo, and he played spectacular. Yeah, this this is going to be an interesting. It'll be it'll be fun to watch what happens with the Cardinals when they get some more weapons, right? Like I think they're definitely a team right now that's not a layover, right? You look on the schedule, and we thought maybe no, no, they're significantly better than the bottom three or four teams. Signi- yeah, than Washington or Miami or some of those teams. Cincinnati, I mean, yeah, they and they beat all those teams, and they beat the Giants, who are down there too. But like they they can sneak up and bite you. Absolutely. Jamie, any parting thoughts on today's pod? A couple things real quick. One is a little piece of news we got this morning, which was that Cam Newton is seeing a foot specialist and he's, quote, a long way off from playing football. So I think we could probably put a a pin in the whether he's going to be a starter when he comes back argument. We might have seen him play his last game as a Carolina Panther. Wasn't it like two days ago they were talking about he was like pick him up on your fantasy team because he's going to be back and he's going to help you down the stretch? Uh, there was an argument of he was no longer in a walking boot, was walking around mid-practice. Everybody was talking about how he could potentially be traded to another football team, uh, that that people were going to be going after him at the trade deadline, that he was going to be available. Yeah, that uh, we see him, how, how quickly things have changed from a narrative standpoint. Yeah, how funny is that? Because Dr. Anderson he's going to see is in, is in Green Bay, used to be the, the Panthers team, Dr. the foot specialist. So Cam Newton's going to be getting off a plane in Milwaukee going to Green Bay to see this dude. If they hadn't reported all that first, can you imagine the storylines? Oh, oh, man. Oh. If, it was a, if it was a week ago that he went to see him? Oh, man. I would, I would have been entertained by all of that shenanigans that would have gone on that would have been totally BS. Uh, any other pieces of news, James? Well, last thing, make sure you check the draftnetwork.com. I'm going to update my rankings later today. This is, this is coming out on Friday. Uh, so make sure you're checking that out on Friday, making your lineup decisions on Saturday and Sunday. Again, remi- reminder, I'll do it so Paige doesn't have to do it. There is a London game, so get your lineups in early. And if you have any questions, there's a lot of fantasy value in that Houston-Jacksonville game. So to see where all those guys are ranked, make sure you go to thedraftnetwork.com, click on that fantasy tab. Yeah, and be sure to get all your bets in. You heard us go through all all the games against the spread. Be sure to go to mybookie.ag, sign up for an account, use promo code DRAFTNETWORK, get that free play in this weekend, lots of fun action in college football and in the NFL. So be sure to do that. Uh, and I think we're in for a solid slate of NFL games, guys. Jamie, uh, Jake, how can everybody follow you on social media? Yeah, Jake B. Arians on Twitter. 
You can follow me at Jamie Eisner on Twitter. And you guys can follow me at the underscore sports page with an eye on both Twitter and Instagram. You can follow the show at TDN Fantasy underscore on Twitter and at TDN Fantasy on Instagram. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.